another episode of the Art Study of You. I'm your host, Cameron Gilmore. This is uh, part two of my uh, interview with Anna Alt. What an amazing interview up to this point. Really, if you think about it, it's this expression of somebody trying to come out of a very controlling uh, religion. She talked a lot about it from her youth to getting married to finding her husband and growing her and growing up in this religion and then her children being part of this religion. And then you saw this transformation, right? You saw this awakening, if you will, of her inner self. And she really would now is just trying to find who she is. And that's really what the, the part one was about was this uncovering of who she is. And I think oftentimes we get into this, this rut or this mundane every single day. Like I wake up, I go here, I come home, I eat, I hang out, and then I go to sleep. Those of you are, are, that are kind of in that zone or in that zombie world, if you will, it's about now figuring out who she is. It's about Anna looking at and saying, man, what do I want? Uh, what do I want in my life? What do I want for my children, my husband? What am I doing? And it, it's great because now we get to see this unraveling. We get to see this onion being peeled back and she's figuring out what she wants in her life. And she's figuring out, this is me. This is, this is Anna. This is the new Anna. This is what I'm all about. And I think it's just so great for us to see and watch this transformation. Part two is 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 going to shock you. <laughs> Part two is going to be um, a big one. Why? Because you know, in figuring out who she is, Anna and her husband are now going to have a serious decision. They're going to have this decision that this decision that needs to be made of how they move forward and what they want. Episode one, yes, Mike stood up and said, no longer, we're done. Uh, this is what we are and this is who we are and this is who we're becoming. Well, now Anna and Mike, you're going to try to figure this out, um, right or wrong, however you guys want to view it. It's just them trying to figure out themselves. And I, I love this. It's just this awakening. And what we can draw from, and as, as you guys see, and as you guys start to go through this, what you're going to be able to draw from is this. Sometimes who you are becoming is not going to conform or confine with those that you know, those that you love, trust, and respect, and, and, and any, anything you've been a part of for so long. When you figure out truly who you are, oftentimes it will not align with those that are around us. Those that we love, again, those that we trust and, and, and respect, you have to figure out what makes you happy. What is your source of why? What is, what is all of this? And when you do, you'll start to just start to see the world in your life in a very, very different way. And that's the beauty of this. And I think this next episode is going to be one of those where a lot of us will have inner looks and say, man. Making hard decisions is very hard. Making tough decisions is very tough. But I need to do it for myself. I need to do it for me. I need to do it for what needs to happen. And I can tell you, when you find out, when you come to that realization, and when you come to that uncovering of your newness, you'll be able to figure out, man, whole new world out there for us. This is part two of my interview with Anna. I hope you guys enjoy it. Please like, subscribe, share it with somebody who needs to hear it. Let's jump right in to where we are with Alt, part two on the Art Study of You.
go back go back and watch that part again on YouTube, guys. If you if you're still on Spotify or Apple or all those streaming, go back and watch it because that was you could see that that she was reliving that experience again of wait 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 we just got a W two we just got structure we just got I know what comes in I know what can go out I heard a very very good quote years ago right a job just stands for just over broke also heard a really good saying of you don't really move until it hurts until the pain hurts too much then you're like okay it's time to move what Anna just described was can we get a break can we get a timeout from hurting so much can we get a timeout real quick can we just can we just live like normal people quote unquote 40 hours a week for 40 years of our life then we'll retire and then we can start like can we just live that way but somewhere deep down inside there's a talent there's a talent waiting to come out and anna would have never known that talent had her husband not said shout out to dan for this hey I know enough. Let's go. I don't know everything, but I know enough to not screw up like we did last time. And then what did it do? It forced Anna to do something that she wasn't probably at the time comfortable with, which was go out and speak. Now you would never know. She just gabs away and you just let her. And it's, uh, I, you get entrenched listening to what she says, man, this is so good. Guys, do you understand the process? Drama, no victim, figure out what we love. Then we go do, oh, we screwed up. Then we, come on, there's a blueprint here. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting, I need to calm down a little bit. Whoever, whoever's driving, I apologize for screaming so much, but I just get so jacked up. What then, let me ask you this. You hear this, people always say, start the business because I want freedom. You know, freedom, what is, what does freedom mean to you as a mom, and as an entrepreneur? So I distinctly remember the first time that I wasn't afraid of not having money since getting married. It was, so as a life as a union painter, there's ups and downs and you don't even get paid that much anyway, right? And I was always concerned we weren't going to have enough money because we didn't. We just simply didn't. Uh, And then when he had the salary job, I was able to budget. But we had very little money. And then he starts this company and I went back to work. My kids went to school and I got a job as the teacher assistant for three and a half years. So then... That was stable, but it, you know, teachers don't make much money. Teacher assistants make way less. <laughs> <clears throat> and I've always been in charge of the home finances. I am not super good at budgeting, but listen, I'm, I'm changing my the way that I speak about myself. So I am learning to be good at budgeting and money, but I wasn't always. So. I was always concerned. I didn't want to spend money on me. I didn't want to plan vacations because I didn't think we had the money. And then about, I don't know, two years in, 
Dan came to me and said, Hey, we did really good last quarter. I'd like to buy you something. And I'm like, well, I don't really want anything, but what I would really like is, will you take over such and such bill? I don't remember what it was. I don't know if it, it doesn't even matter. And so that was taken off of my plate, even though like it wasn't necessarily his and hers finances, but I didn't really have a lot to do with the, the actual business finances. When I was able to realize that if I needed extra money to do something or to go on a vacation because the water ski team said that, hey, we're going to Wapapello at the end of the summer, I, when I was able to just get a hotel room and know that no matter what, we were going to be able to pay for it, that was freedom for me. And it made me, it made me feel all stress, literally like the stress of money just went away. And that was such a wonderful feeling of freedom. Money, when I realized that money is a renewable resource and there is always ways to make money and that it's not finite and stop worrying about it. When I was able to put that through my, to my head, that's when I had freedom. Ooh. Ooh, say, say that last little bit again. I don't know. What did I say? Say that last little bit again about money. That is huge. So you're not supposed to say like double, double negatives. But I remember when Dan said, Anna, always remember money is not a non-renewable resource. Meaning there's always ways to make more money. It's money is not finite and money doesn't have to mean cash. Money can mean the ability to barter, the ability to, I don't know, maybe there's something else, but whatever. Um, so money is a renewable resource and it's not finite. <laughs> hey guys, check this out. I had to cut in real quick and give a shout out to my sponsor, Warrior Energy Drink. I mean, look at them, look at them. Phenomenal company, They're all about the family. I love Corey. He and I become just like brothers. Look, and they've redesigned. Look at this. I mean, the design of this is phenomenal. And yes, this is water, warrior water. Great tasting, uh, zero sugar if you want the zero sugar. But if you want all that sugar, they got it for you. Guys, look, great tasting, very affordable, big energy, high in vitamin B. The design, the travel design, you can't beat the travel design. 160, 112 grams of caffeine. Look, and it's a small business growing big, growing fast. Watch out when they come. You want to be part of it. Links down below. Go yourself a beautiful energy drink from Warrior and support a phenomenal company and a phenomenal people. Go get one. I love it. This is the part where you're like, she understands that she money works for her, not against her. In the sense of, yes, you can have... Now, listen, this is not... I don't want anybody to take this away and go, so... Cameron and Anna, are you telling me that I should just quit my job and start doing something so I can have this renewable? No, not at all. Not, not, not at all. There are a lot of you listening to this have been in your same job for years, which is fantastic. But Anna, what, what Anna is saying is don't let the money control your happiness. Don't let the money control what your family can and can't do. Don't, don't let the money control decisions. You make the decisions of what you want to do and then watch. Okay. 
Maybe we got to do a little extra here. Maybe we got to do something here. Maybe we got to do a little something to get to where we want to be. That is a beautiful principle that she has just shared with us. Coming from somebody who said, I knew we weren't going to be wealthy at all. You know, union painter. We knew every one, one bedroom, the two bedroom, the three in the house. Now we're at where that it is take time to get into that zone. But don't ever give up. Dang, man. I should charge for this one. But I won't. Because that would be that'd be un, that would be not nice at all. <laughs> oh, this is this is fantastic. Like this is absolutely amazing. This whole this interview. Guys, go go breathe for a second because I, I know I need to. That's why I keep pausing for a second because I gotta breathe. There's just so much coming from somebody who has worked on herself for so long. Think about this. It has been a years and years of her working on it. She's she's turning the young, tender age of 40. Uh, 10 years from now, people watch this. They're like, oh, oh, she's doing great. Guys, this is fantastic. So I want to move. I, 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 we're running close out of time. I want to be respectful of your time because, heck, she just came from the Chamber of Commerce. People let me... She's, people want her to speak all over the place, which is fantastic. So this next topic, I want to be a little, I'm going to be super sensitive to it, but, um, um, and, and respectful because there it is, you know, going up and growing up and going through what you guys, well, you and Dan have gone through and the, the mission you guys have, have laid out and the examples that you have shared. Sometimes there's a little bit of a course separation. Sometimes there's a little bit of a, you know, Hey, we've, we're doing, but it's kind of somewhere along the way we've we kind of lost or not lost. It's just not in the cards anymore. So what, help me understand or help us understand when you look at your yours and Dan's relationship, how would you say it, it, it is where, how would you say it arrived to where it is today? And it's not bad. I don't want to, I don't want to think, oh man, if I know. How did we arrive to where we are today and, and how are you guys progressing forward? Well, when you and I first started chatting, I told you, you needed to go to my Facebook, be friends with me on Facebook, because I am a very, very open person. Mm-hmm. I believe that I was put on this earth to teach uh, because... <laughs> The saying is uh, that the best therapists have been through the most stuff, right? (laughs) So as trying to be the best teacher that I can be, I want to show and tell everybody all of the stuff that I have been through to show that one, you can go through it, learn from my mistakes, learn from, learn from the things that I've done right too, right? So I know that you saw a post that I did yesterday. (laughs) Uh, Dan and I started dating very young. We got married really young. And in the religion that we were both born and raised in, it is paramount that you find someone of the same faith. Uh, And not all, you know, and this can be true for any kind of religion or organization. Some are, some people are cooler than others. <laughs> and I got to say, Dan and I were pretty cool. We didn't really necessarily fit with the mold of that particular religion. We were kind of, we've always been different. 
So when we found each other, we held each other onto each other pretty tight, especially me, because I knew, I knew he was a great man. So we got married and pretty quickly did, I, I, I would wear with a badge of honor that through the years. So we've been together for 22, married for over 19 years. I would wear with a badge of honor that Dan and I loved hard, play, we worked, we loved hard, we fought hard, we played hard, and we worked hard. Everything we have ever done has been the hard way and the most intense. So when we first started dating, we got in trouble for having premarital sex, which is completely a big no-no. So for the first year of our relationship, we were not allowed to see each other. And try telling 17 and 18 year olds that they can't see each other. Hmm. You know, that's only going to make you want to be together more. We get married. Uh, we dated for three years and, uh, through the years, things would just kind of pop up that both of us had to fight for each other, but at the same time, we also had to fight with each other. Uh, in this particular religion, you it is it is inappropriate to be friends with people of the opposite sex. You can be friends, but I'm a very I I fall in love with people. I fall in love with humans. I fall in love with someone's brain and their heart. And I became close with a person of the opposite sex. Nothing ever happened, but I was accused of having an affair, and I did not. So that we i was attacked and dan supported me he knew dan and i have been through so much through the years he supported me he took care of me and we got through that then when we were leaving the job the, the the we were leaving leaving that organization we did it together for six months i had to do it by myself but after i got him on board he knew wow she's right She's doing something really scary. I'm going to support her. I'm doing it with her because this is for the this is the best thing for all of us. <clears throat> when we had left that organization and we had to start completely fresh, I was the one that took the scary leap of joining um, the having the kids join the local swim team. That we had as in the religion that we were raised, we were not allowed to be on any kind of teams. Imagine our shock the summer of what was that? 2015, I guess, 2014, when, no, 2015, we joined the swim team. Our kids joined the swim team. And if you've ever been to a summer swim team in the Midwest, it is, uh, you have 500 people. And people are yelling and screaming and having fun and the kids are swimming and there's an announcer. It was, we were shell-shocked. We're like, what the heck are we doing? I took that scary leap for us. Fast forward a couple years later when we decided to join the, uh, we live in a lake community. Uh, we joined the water ski club and that water ski club has been one of the best things for our family because it is the only or any sport that the entire family can be a part of. There are people that are grandparents that are with their children and with their grandchildren. So when we're in the water ski club, I, I ski a little bit, but I'm not on the competitive side by any means, but I'm in the boat being a rope handler and a pin puller while 
my husband is on the bottom of a four-tier pyramid. My daughter is on the, the second tier. And my son, who's just a little monkey and can climb up, he's on the top of a four-tier pyramid. Or my daughter is learning um, how to do the ballet line. So all four of us were able to be together. And that was scary because we're homebodies. And five <laughs> nights a week, we're having to be with people, you know, in the, that, that capacity. So again, I did something scary that, you know, there was a little bit of resistance, but then we did it. And then COVID happened and there was a lot of PTSD that my husband experienced because this, and I, you know, you, you said earlier, people shouldn't talk about religion, politics, and now COVID, like those three things. But I say that, that. I realized that there was a scary situation that he needed to revisit some past trauma that after leaving the witnesses, after being raised by witnesses, he had a good, he had a good family, but there was some things that kind of tweaked his head. And I, I, I have always been a very self-aware person. So I had started my journey of healing my heart and my mind, I had to make the scary leap of telling him, if you do not get help, we are going to have to be done. Mm -hmm. So that was two and a half years ago, right? Fast forward, I have, I have, I joke that, you know, I'm, I've done enough work that I'm pretty dang perfect. I'm kidding, I'm not. But there was <laughs> one thing uh, that was just still stuck with me. And that was my temper. And I know now that I was holding on to my temper as a badge of honor that no one was ever going to tell me what to do ever again. And I didn't think that I could get rid of the temper without losing the kick-ass self that I had become. And I had heard this woman speak about that she's able to heal people in four hours in whatever capacity. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, that's who we don't believe it, not interested. But you know how like things just kind of like right time, right place. Mm -hmm. Last um, spring, I had, my temper had gotten the best of me with my daughter. And what I knew to be true was that forevermore, Dan and I are going to be connected. I knew that in my heart, I knew that. And I, again, I believe nothing and I believe everything. So just bear with me. I believe that we chose to live this life together. I, I believe that. I believe also that my son and I, we are together forever bound. What I knew was that my daughter and I had a choice to be together, meaning at some point, if I didn't get my temper under control, she was going to be out. So we had gotten into a, a, an argument. She was 13 at the time. And my husband had been out of town and work at work. The next morning, I was at one of my meetings that I run. It's a weekly, very wonderful weekly networking meeting. It's more family than it is business. But you do business with people you know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. And this woman who I'd heard for years she had her little infomercial and I had played it 
and just something clicked. And I reached out to her and I said, it's time for me to talk with you. And she's like, okay. So we had a preliminary meeting and she's like, I know I can help you. And I said, all right, let's do it. She goes, well, don't you want to know how much it is? I'm like, well, I don't know. How much is it? And listen, in the interest of honesty, I'm, and whether or not she likes this or not, I'm just going to tell you because it's a lot of money. It was $5,500. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> but I was in my heart. I knew it was going to work. So I put it on a credit card and I've been paying it off. So a couple of days later, after a questionnaire, I did this four hour, quite intense therapy and it changed me. And this was the first of May. It changed me. I had a reboot in July. There was just something that was just kind of bothering me. So I, I talked to her for 15 minutes and that was middle of July. And it was like a light switch had been turned on again. Like I'd walked into an, the, 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 the therapy that I had done in May, I had, it was a light switch. The, the reboot that I had done in July that took 15 minutes, it's like I went into a new room and turned on an even brighter light. Hmm. So uh, uh, the 1st of August, I realized that I was very honest with Dan. I said, dude, Dan, I'm a different person. He had seen it in me. He had seen the happiness in me. He had seen he said that my body felt differently and people were just saying you, you, you're acting different. And I knew it was because of the therapy and it, Dan and I have always been very communicative. He and I communicate better than anyone I've ever known. I'm really good at it. Like super, super good at it. And we realized that if we were to meet today, I say, if we were to be single and get on match.com, science would never put us together, ever. If we were to meet at a bar or at a, a get together, we would have an instant connection and we would think the other one was really, really cool. And we might even start dating, but after about six weeks, it was gonna, it would be very clear that, hey, you're cool. Let's hang out and be friends, but I am not interested in being married to you. Mm -hmm. So I made the very scary decision that we need to separate. We need to, with the intention that we will be best friends, we will parent together, we will run three businesses together. But I have the opportunity, I'm 40, I have the opportunity to live my best life. You need the opportunity to live your best life. And I am done having it as a badge of honor that we play hard, work hard, love hard and fight hard. I'm done doing hard things. I'm done. He and I, I mean, in the last month it's been up and down, but really more up than anything. And he ended up doing that same therapy with that same person. Her name is Kim Loving. He has changed in the last two weeks from doing his own th therapy. And he is the best version of himself. I am the best version of myself. And we are ready to just be the best versions of ourselves, not 
as a married couple. So <laughs> yesterday, Monday morning, after I had told a handful of people personally, either in person or on the phone or text or whatever, I put it out to the world because that is who I am. I, I had a couple people that said, Oh, Anna, don't do that. And I'm like, but I do. This is what I always do. I consider myself an activist against the religion that I was born and raised in. Cause I think it is a terrible, terrible religion. And I speak about it and I teach about it and people are proud of me. They, I have at this point, I put it, if I say, if I die tomorrow, put on my gravestone that I got at least 25 people out of that religion. And they thank me for that. Even people who have never been in it and just learn about it. They're like, thank you for teaching us. Cause we had no idea. So I put that all out over face uh, over social media. I put out all over the place about my journey, about my health, about my mental health, sound therapy, look into it. Noelle Robinson, she love her. I've been doing sound therapy once a week. Love it. I talk about it. I talk about, uh, I homeschool my kids. I talk about all the cool things that I do with homeschooling my kids. Why this humongous best decision I've ever made, scariest decision I ever made that my husband is fully on board. Why wouldn't I tell people? I want people to know that, I mean, cause they're going to find out anyway. So I might, they might as well hear from me. So Monday, yesterday, I let everyone know that Dan and I are separating. Hey, everybody. I want to take this quick second here. A lot of you asked me what journal do I use, my family use. Simple. This journal right here. See, my buddy Craig Smith has spent years and years developing a journal that takes everything that's up in here and puts it on paper so we can be edified and grow. So if you don't know what to write about, which oftentimes happens, he gives you ideas. And if you want power statements, things that say, I am this. He gives you those ideas. Now, if when you look at on one page, it says, this is what I'm accomplished. This is what I am statements. And there's a quote every single day that you get to write on and, and focus on. The second page is write your daily thoughts, get it out of your head, put it on paper to be the best version of yourself. The link's down below. Listen, I get no money for this. It's just, I believe in this journal. I love this journal. It's changed my life, my family's life. And if you want, it'll change your life as well. <laughs> wow. Okay, I need to say this because I don't want anybody to get the wrong impression. Guys, you need to understand when at the very beginning of this conversation, Anna told us her why, which is for people to know her, understand her. Her journey is not like my journey. And it's not like anybody else's journey that's listening or will listen to this in the years to come. Her journey is for her. And her journey has prepared her to help mentor other people, whether it's the religion, whether it's separation, whether it's business, whether it's, you know, fight hard, love hard, work hard, play hard, right? Whatever that journey is, she has been prepped and prepared for this moment and more, more moments to come. The fact that she says, this is who I am, you can take it or you can leave it. But she is so grounded. She is so in that zone of genius. She understands herself so well that all the backlash and all the naysayers and everybody who's going to listen to this and they're going to DM her because she'll have, you guys will have all her stuff and me. 
she's going to be at a point just like, look, I get it. I respect your decision, but I don't have to listen to the negativity. So don't get it. Don't get it twisted. Don't, don't misunderstand what she's saying. She's saying her journey has come full force. It has come 180 degrees in her life currently. And she, and the last thing, what she was saying was her and no, and Dan, they now are going to be able to live the best versions of their lives. Yes, traditionally be great together. Yes, they have kids. People are going to say, well, you should stay together for the kids. Oh, no, that's a whole nother topic. But now they both are in their zone of Jesus. They both understand who they are, and they both can say, we're going to live the best lives. We can live our fullness, our potential. We just right now aren't going to be able to do it together because we're just not compatible. And wow, leaps, big leaps, major leaps. And if you can't see that, I apologize. Because that what she just explained was unbelievable, powerful, vulnerable, and we thank you. Thank you. Shout out to Dan again. Shout out to everybody you were just mentioned. I'll go back and put all their stuff, but wow. Whoo, that was good. <laughs> I um thank you. And that was that was phenomenal and and very very you know very very personal and we thank you for being open and honest with us thank you so much we have to in respect of your time i got to i got to i got to just say tell us a little bit about the community the work that you're doing the inspiration you are to others i mean she meet with a chamber of commerce people you, you don't think people want to hear what she has to say she speaks to crowds like she is knows what she's doing. So tell us about that, please. <laughs> so when I, so <clears throat> the religion that I was born into, uh, one of the paramount things that you have to do is you have to go to strangers doors and knock on doors and talk about the faith, right? Well, and then also you have to get up on stage in front of 200 people. So I distinctly remember at the eight, you know, I, it was before I could read you would get up on stage and you would do these little mock uh, interviews. And uh, I, the first time I did it, I was helping my mom. I remember uh, the first time I actually had my own, I was like six because I could read. So it was, it was kind of the fake it till you make it kind of thing. Well, when I started working full time on our business together, my best friend who she worked for a chamber of commerce she's like well this is what you do first you join a chamber of commerce so i did and then i was introduced to another um meeting so i joined that and i then i did this and then this so at this point i am in four of the larger chambers in the county that i live in i am uh one of the directors for little black book it's an all women's networking group it's a it's it's a empowerment it's not just for business and networking mm -hmm. it's for the woman i lead a very successful network weekly networking group that has just grown exponentially in our county because we're just really kick-ass i'm in um another weekly networking group that is very strong I did Vision St. Charles County leadership, and I would say I, I joke that it's like the the university of networking. That was, you know, one of the. It's a year long class 
that after you graduate, you're a part of an alumni that is really, really big in our county. I never, rarely ever do I talk about what I do for a living and how I pay my bills because the fact of the matter is nobody cares how you pay your bills. They care about what, how you make them feel. And I realized that, I mean, to me, that was just common sense that people want to talk about themselves. So let them talk about themselves. If you make them feel good, they're going to remember you. They're going to remember to invite you to their birthday party. They're going to remember to ask you, um, hey, uh, my cousin just said that they want to remodel their kitchen. Are you interested? You, as long as you don't, aren't pushy, the, the, the business will come. So I rarely talk about what we do for a living. Uh, we do have, so we started with LSL finishes. It was painting and flooring, but we became so kick-ass in the community that we started doing more general contracting than anything. So kitchen, bathroom, and basement. Eventually, uh, with a business partner, we bought a company that was a 115-year-old company that was owned by the third generation. Uh, it's called Masonry and Glass Systems, Inc. Inc. Sell it, install exterior windows and doors and glass blocks. So again, under the umbrella of home remodeling, that business partner um, is going away. So we're going to own that fully. And then that business partner, he owned a company that we are buying and have bought. It's called The Organized Garage. And I joke that that company makes your neighbors jealous of your garage in that <laughs> You know, when you're driving through a neighborhood and I'm in a neighborhood right now and on a Friday night, you'll drive by and the garage will be open and the floor is really pretty. It's like an epoxy and there's organized, uh, organized um, areas and cabinets and a cool TV. That's what the organized garage does. Again, under the umbrella of updating and remodeling. What I started doing, being out in the community, eat eating, drinking, and talking for a living, I, it became very clear to me that I am a community partner. What I mean by that is I just, I, I lost a community when I left that religion. I didn't know that I needed another community. And here I am, I live in this county that I know. My daughter, she, I was on our TikTok a couple weeks ago and there was like a meme or whatever. And it said, you all have that one friend that everywhere they go, they know 12 people. And <laughs> I just thought it was a funny meme. Well, at the bottom, she put, that's my mom. And that is me. Everywhere I go, I know 12 people. And it's because I am a community partner first. I, I don't, of course I care if you hire me or refer me or whatever, but that's not my end goal because again, money is not a finite resource. It's a renewable resource. Mm -hmm. So does that answer your question about me? and hundred percent guys look. And if we need to find you, where can we find you? What are your social links? Tell us how to find us or not us, but how to find you, where can we go? We'll put all the links also, but, but tell them how we can find you. Well, I, I love Facebook, Facebook. It's my favorite. Um, I'm on Instagram a little bit, but not much. Uh, I love TikTok. I, I was doing TikToks. I've got a TikTok that has over a million views. It's hilarious. It's a cat. But then I got tired of it. But <laughs> my, 
my name is Anna Broder-Alt on Facebook. Find me, um, you can message me. Uh, I've got websites for my businesses, but yeah, um, <laughs> that's, I think go, that's it. Go follow her guys. It's fantastic. I love it. All right. Before I let you go, this interview has just unbelievable what i love about these is i get to go back and listen to these way before they post <laughs> so i get to just be inspired last question well i got two questions for you um if you were to see your five-year-old self today what do you think she would say to you so in one of my therapy sessions that i started it was the first therapy session i had done with a name with a woman named caroline Raposa. I went to my five-year-old self. My con my subconscious took me there. And this is what I told her. <clears throat> you are pretty. You have a pretty dress. And you have pretty hair. And when I told her that, she gleefully walked away. So when I would like to think that as what my five-year-old self would tell me, I think that she would tell me that I'm strong, that I'm pretty, and I'm really kick-ass. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh my gosh. We got to let this end. I can't, I well, could go on forever, but we won't. All right. Last question. Top five books, top five books you'd recommend anybody to read spiritual business development, personal development, funny, whatever it may be. Just give us five books that Anna would recommend. Okay. So I'm not much of a reader, but my favorite nonfiction, wait, fact, fact or fiction. So fiction, my favorite fiction book is Rebecca. I read it uh, my senior year. I love that book. Uh, I read it multiple times and then I watched the movie. Super good. Rebecca DeMore. Anyway, uh, my favorite is it called self-help or whatever. Um, hold on. I wrote it down. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You Can Heal Your Life. I'm obsessed with it. Totally Changed My Life by Louise, Louise Hay. And then <laughs> because I homeschool, I just have to read all the books that the curriculum that I bought. So right now we're reading Treasure Island and we've read the first two chapters and it seems pretty good. So if you haven't read it, try it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Anna, thank you so much for being on, um, for your knowledge, your openness and this whole fake it till you make it. You've made it with your authenticity and just how inspiring you are. Guys, this has been another fantastic episode of The Arch Study of You, and we will catch you on the next episode. Have a great day.